0: So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, (laughs) 785-833. Welcome to episode with Blanco Brown. First time I met you was at the house. We're at the house now. First time I met you at the house. Yeah. Whenever, I mean, I mean, that seems like ages ago. Man, it it wasn't that long ago, but time do pass by fast. To me, that seems like ages ago. So this is how, it, and then I want to get into your story, but this is how I found you, much like anyone else. I was just on YouTube, and it was like videos you may know. And I was like, well, this this is interesting. This guy's not from a trailer doing a dance. I could probably do that. <laughs> and so then I watched a video of you and Lainey, who, by the way, that video actually brought her and I to be close. And so uh, then I was like, Lainey, I said, Lainey, can you come and teach me how to do this dance? And she goes, I'll just call Blanco. Next thing you know, you're driving up. We're shooting back at the pool. You push me in the pool. We got 10 million views on ours. You got like a billion on yours. (laughs) Man. And the get up has blown up. Let me play a little bit of the get up first. Here it is. I bet you have danced to this thing. You think over 5,000 times? I, I don't even count. You doing your sleep now? I done done it a a lot of times. Your whole life you're going to have to do it, right? Yeah, it ain't going to ever go nowhere. It's going to be a part of uh, my journey. You know, you're about the only guy I look at right now and go, I I relate because I'm traveling like crazy, trying to eat, trying to work. Oh, yeah. And I see, last night, I saw you Sunday at the Titans game, singing the National Anthem, and then you were doing the dance in the end zone. And then I see you at the World Series last night, and then you're back here tonight. (laughs) <laughs> like you're, hitting, you're hitting it hard, man. I'm telling you, I couldn't turn down them
1: tickets. I was like, "This is an experience. I've always wanted to go to one, and this is bucket list."
0: What's the last six months been like for you?
1: Uh, non-stop. Busy, busy. I mean, like, I haven't been in Atlanta
0: longer than three days at a time. Non-stop. And are are you in a mix of? So appreciative, but also so tired, and just going, man, I can't wait for the holidays. I mean, not even that I'm tired. Um, holidays, I may be working during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about a couple of things. We'll talk about the the album, which it's out. I want to do a little bit about you first. And your real name is where Blanco Brown come from? Because I neither one of those are in your real. I also use a pseudonym. So Blanco Brown is from what?
1: Uh, people used to call me. Benny Blanco from the Bronx, but I'm from Atlanta. Um, my real name is Benny. And Brown, I dedicated Brown to my grandfather, who was adopted. Um, and that was
0: our original last
1: name, so that's how you got Blanco Brown.
0: And so you don't want to go by, how do you say your name, Benny? Benny. Benny. Yep. A, like Amy? Amy. The third. you yep. I mean, Are there two other Benny Amys ahead of you? Yeah, my granddad and my dad. Okay. My granddad passed, though. And so you were like, Benny Amy, that's not a stage name. Because I didn't use mine. My real name is Bobby. My, my real last name is Bobby Estill. And I was like, that ain't, that ain't a name. Nah,
1: I mean, really, people started calling me Blanco and been calling me Blanco for so long that that's what everybody called me in the, you know in Atlanta, L.A., New York.
0: It was just Blanco. You grew up in Atlanta, but you would spent a lot of time like in like rural parts of Georgia, too? In the country, uh... During the summertime, I would go to the country,
1: Butler, Georgia, which is Taylor County. And I spent that time with my aunts and
0: cousins and family down there and learned the other side of the world. And so growing up for you, kind of talk to me me about what it was like growing up at like age 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, man, I mean,
1: it was a lot going on in the world. I hadn't seen so much by then. and had been through so much by then. Um... But I think I was a sweet kid. You know, I was real chill. You didn't really know my circumstances. Um, I just enjoyed life. But even then, there was a lot of rehearsals and uh, singing at talent shows, trying to win some money back then, you know, uh, help mama out. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, my childhood, it's always been about music. Let's talk. A couple things I want to talk about. We'll get to the, like the childhood performing because I'm interested in that, where that all started with you. But you talk about your circumstances. Talk about that for a second because I'm not super familiar with your circumstances, like what you grew up in. Oh, I mean, three bedroom apartment,
1: brick walls inside out, no soft landing, hard concrete floors. Um, three families in one three bedroom apartment. It was me, my aunt, my cousins. uh, I mean, my grandmother had my other aunt, uh, older, so she was around my age. Older aunt, mother, I mean, like, it was deep. And, you know, violence, not in the household, but outside the household, like, every day. I mean, gunshots and fights And the the better things to be remembered, uh, opening fire, fire hydrants and just being in front of the water with everybody playing, uh, freeze cups. And I was, you know, I was the type of person when I got the freeze cup, I ain't like to eat it from the top. I turned it on the back on the bottom. That was the soft, good, sweet part of the the freeze cup (laughs) and, um, Man, I mean, the lightning bugs, catching the lightning bugs, playing knock knock zoom, where you go to somebody's house, you knock on the door and you run. Um, one, two, three, red light. I mean, like, duck, duck, goose, hide and go seek, hide and go get. I mean, like, that was my childhood. And those are the memories. They're like, I mean, just talking about them and thinking about them, it's, it's still a, it's, uh, a moment in the space I would
0: do all over just the way it was. It's funny you say that because I, I grew up a poverty kid too. I'm pretty proud of it because of, I, and I say that often. It's funny that you say that. Like I used to, I used to go, I'm very resentful that I had to grow up and eat a meal a day, hopefully. Or I grew up on food stamps or welfare. I used to be really resentful. But as I got older, I started to go, man, I'm so strong from that. And I also know what it's like so I can help other people now. Oh, yeah. Because I think there are so few of us that understand and can do something about it. And so it sounds like as you're telling your story and I'm watching going, oh, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. And when you say you wouldn't change anything about it, I wouldn't either. Man. Because as we rise, we're able to help others like others helped us at some point. Yeah. And you talk about My grandma raised me, adopted me for a while. And so your grandparents are a big part of your life.
1: Yeah, um... My grandmothers, my granddad was, like, never really around. And um, as I got older, I could have spent more time with him, but I just didn't. And then when he passed, it was the most hurtful thing in the world. And I just went back to that moment of, man, I could have changed that situation on my own. I I don't know if he didn't want to be around, if it was something that was going on within the family. You know what I'm saying? Don't really know
0: the details of it. Just know that I've barely seen them. When all of you guys are in an apartment, I get that too. I used to live with all my cousins. I used to live. Li- you just live where you can live, right? Definitely. Like everybody's trying to, 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 to have enough money to pay rent. Sometimes you ain't got enough money to pay rent, so you all move together. A bunch of us lived in a trailer for a while, a bunch of, a bunch of us in an apartment. So, like, I get that. And also, know me, I was the kid in the group that was. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to use education. Like, that was my thing. It sounds like yours was music. It sounds like you were doing music way early. Yeah. Um, did my first deal when I was seven. You, What? Yeah, my first deal when I was seven years old. And how did that come about? And how did you get to a place where someone could see you at seven to go, I like that kid? Man,
1: that's a good question. I, I never really got the answer. I never asked that question. I just know that we were, were recording and doing records like just like that I just how, remember how, who at seven years old discovers you um it was new star records guy by the name of Anthony Richardson um and I don't know if he discovered us or if somebody took us to him you know what I'm saying I really can't remember how it happened you're seven years old yeah I just know we were singing
0: recording practicing. Going to school. Who's we, by the way? Me and my brothers. Okay, so you, were you guys like in a, a singing group? A we were in a group. How many um, were there?
1: Called Times Three, because it was three of us, all brothers. And it was just the X with the apostrophe, S, three. I still got the pictures
0: now. <laughs> where, where were you in the age group of the three brothers? Um, I'm in the middle. Okay. Yeah. And so you got With the goal of what? I know you're only seven, but looking back, were they trying to break you guys as like the Jackson... Five, but the, the X, the three, like what, what? I think more so like another bad creation okay. meets
1: some singing brothers because we were, we were like really singing, like, you know what I'm saying? But Jackson Five, it was, that would have been hard to.
0: Jackson Five, legendary, man. Like, they weren't legendary till after they were legendary, though. Like, they had to even start it. Yeah, at, but I'm just saying, like, by the time we were yeah the age,
1: they were already like, jackson five
0: <laughs> ABC's a good like another bad creation and bell babe Devote. all those groups were around that time too were all you guys just singing or were you guys doing any hip-hop stuff too no just singing and i was the rapper in the group so wait were you rapping
1: i was like the 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 uh buddy from immature who i always did like the the sexy talking <laughs> I did the sexy talking at and, seven and, and the rapping. At eight. I'm telling you. Yeah, girl. You know, all this time I've been playing around. I mean, like, yeah.
0: I've been playing eight. with my G.I. Joe's and pogs, girl. And I've been thinking about you. I know I'm nine. Man,
1: that is hilarious.
0: I know I'm in third grade, girl, but I'm drinking milk.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> so that's kinda how you know, um growing up, I was I didn't have the confidence. To sing. So they would give me the parts where I was more like mellow talking, kind of rapping, kind of singing. I didn't find my singing voice until like 15, 16.
0: So you're 15, 16. Are you still in school? Yeah, definitely. Okay, did you graduate high school? Yep. Okay, so you're singing all the way through high school. All the way. Are you known as that kid, the singing kid in high school? Yeah. Like we're all known as something. I was a nerd. I was known as the singer. Okay, so you're singing all the way through, and as you go through up until about 12th grade, at that point, what is your biggest break before you graduate high school? Uh, I mean, we met with a guy
1: named Kadar Massenburg. He was over at Motown, and we were about to do a deal. Met him at the Intercontinental uh, in Buckhead, uh, right by Lenox Mall. He looked me and my brothers and my mother in the face that y'all don't have no worries, mama. They finna be able to take care of everything. We gonna sign him. We didn't get signed. Like, two weeks later, found out he was no longer with Motown.
0: That was one of the moments that was like a huge moment. And then. Do you think he lied to you or do you think he got fired in the process of signing you? I don't
1: know if he got fired or if he just, something happened to where he just left. Um, but I just know the deal didn't happen. Right. And uh, after that, Outcast, we were doing a deal with Outcast, and you know they was, you know, uh, at that time in my life they was just a dope group. It was just like from Atlanta, like guys yeah. from home. Um, and I remember me with them, and they wanted to sign my younger brother to a solo deal. So he was gonna do a solo deal, and then. You know, me and my older brother were like, okay, cool, let's. that'll be fine. Once he get all the way where he need to be, then he bring us home. And then that didn't go the way we planned it either. You know what I'm saying? They, they ended up signing him? Uh, He ended up signing to a whole nother deal. And he came out with a song, or what, a few songs. And, yeah, I mean.
0: What, it what, pretty- what When you meet with OutKast, do you actually meet with Andre... big boy yep. like they're the guys who show up and they're like all right this is the plan so they were doing things outside of outcast way early even before they blew up they were yeah they were purple label
1: and equimini. my dad actually just texted me that picture like two days ago on my phone like of us in the same room with him with our shirts on taking pictures with him yeah
0: so that didn't work out you graduate high school yeah and what's the plan then for you musically because high school Probably a big deal to graduate high school. What's for me? Well, my
1: whole, my whole life I was told, you know, um, stick to my art. I went to school for
0: art. I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts. And um, So we're not to college yet though? Yeah, from high school to college. Okay, so you then you decided to go to school. Where are you gonna to go to school? Where did you go to school? I went to AIU. Okay, and your thought when you go to college is blank. Finish college? or learn music or make friends like, my,
1: my, really my thought with college was be the person that went to college and if that don't work out just know that music is always number one either way i went there just this you know pretty much just to say i had a degree and what'd you study
0: in school art so you study art but you're doing music yeah okay so you study it well, what is it what do to study art though, what does that mean? I mean you go through all like
1: art theory and like paintings? Yep. Like sculptures? Yep. Like
0: then like not even music. Like you're on a whole different track.
1: Yep, I did I did all that, like sculpturing and websites from Dreamweaver to Magma three D and I do
0: all that. So even like some digital art stuff too. Yep. And then if you were to have let's just journey off a bit and let's say the music stuff you, you end up getting a an art degree, if you were to pursue that, what would you have done in art? Oh, man, you know, Cartoon Network or something. Yeah.
1: Some voiceovers with some animations. I could talk just about, like, anything. And, you, uh, you
0: can? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do a squirrel. Let's do a squirrel. I don't know. Pretty good. Oh, a duck.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's do one more that, doesn't, that isn't an easy one. How about a platypus? Because we have no idea what a platypus sounds like.
1: I don't know. Yeah, okay. Maybe. <laughs> but honestly, um, music was always the forefront, but I didn't have confidence to do it. I didn't have the confidence in myself. So I just wanted to figure out how to be a part of it. I started engineering. Straight out of college, I started engineering. So like the sound
0: engineering. So for if you're uh-huh. listening right now, what that is, is you're at a computer and you're... Basically adjusting the levels of everything, like to break it down, like a five years old. Yep. So you're you're engineering music. Where do you learn those skills to be a music engineer?
1: Uh, one of my homies named Daryl showed me how to use a control twenty four, and I started messing around with it. And then next thing you know, I was uh, engineering, recording
0: for the Wild Gospel compilations and stuff. Uh, dip set. Um, so a bit self taught. Yep. friend just said here here's kind of how to do it then you just took it and and did your thing he gave me a um a layout a template
1: i started building from that then i came up with my own template and i just started making money doing it so it was just like one of those situations that kind of fell in my lap and i was just like okay i get to start building relationships with people and then hopefully they'll listen to some of my writing one day because i was always writing you know what i'm saying note here note there uh, I was a professional haiku writer. Can't nobody outwrite me in the haiku format.
0: You know what I'm saying? Wait, you, you got you didn't you got paid to write a haiku? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I to write haikus, but there was no money in haikus. <laughs> I know it ain't
1: no money, and I'm just saying it was a good that was a good start. Yeah, I got the creative block going, um, and I just built from there. After that, I was like. Vocal producing for free, but didn't know that you get paid more to vocal produce than you were getting paid to engineer and sit there all day while somebody tell you what to do and what not to do. What's the difference in vocal producing and engineering? Engineering, I'm hitting buttons, I'm copying and pasting, I'm moving stuff. Vocal production, I'm telling the artist what notes to hit, how to take the song to the next level. It needs a harmony here, go low here, lead this blank. It's, it's, a, it's producing, so... I found the love in that and realized I can get paid more in two hours than sitting in the studio for 16 hours just by vocal producing. So I said I was never an engineer
0: no more. And you were good at it. Like you felt like you you kind of found your calling, vocal producing. Yeah, I was great at it. So who was one of the first artists to come to you and go, hey, I'd like for you to vocal produce me? And you're like, wow, I'm actually moving up. Like somebody who's got some real money on them is actually asking me to help them.
1: Oh, Christian Emilia. Was the first
0: like Dip It Low, like that? that just for those listening, Christina Milian sings Dip It Low <laughs> as much pop songs. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I was doing her stuff, and then I went from her stuff to um, Kiki
0: Palmer. Then I went from that to like Selena Johnson. And so, does word start to spread then? Like, if you work with someone, and and Christina Milian goes, Ah, he's great. And she's yeah. talking to her producers. Their producers talking. And they're like, oh, You know, you should get Shakira Blanco. Is that kind of how your work came in? That's
1: that's how it came in. And then before you know it. I was vocal producing Monica and, uh, I mean, different people. Uh, Fergie. Yeah, Fergie. uh, I did Chris Brown stuff, um, Childish Gambino and Lloyd, like different records. All that just came all in one nutshell. It came at me fast. Some of the stuff that I went vocal producing, I did the vocal production. I mean, I did the uh, vocal arrangements on them. And they were my backgrounds that I was singing for these records that they didn't want to replace.
0: So they paid me. And they just put you on the record. Yep. So you were singing it as an example track, but it was so good, they said, hey, we're just going to put this on the record. Yep. So not only are you producing, now you're accidentally doing background vocals too. Yeah, by mistake. And um,
1: Man, I mean, you can't really
0: guys work. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Dot Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. So who did you work with where you go, wow, like, that is a special vocalist? I mean, plenty of those. But wh- who comes to mind, first thing, where you, you're in a studio with them. We just talked about a big list of names.
1: <laughs>
0: he trying to get me in trouble. No, not in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a good, like, uh, <laughs> one where you walk in and you're just, not a bad, but one where it's just like, oh, wow, like your eyes open because everybody's good. At the major league level, everybody's good. Man, there's so many great vocalists.
1: You know you know. am But who saying? blew you away, Blanco? Where you're <laughs> like, wow. It's a lot of great ones. Fergie? It's, it was a lot of great ones. Um, I mean, it still is a lot
0: of great ones. I mean, from Monica to Kiki We'll White. go with Monica. That was the first one you mentioned. Monica, special. It's a lot of special ones. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Very diplomatic answer. Uh, how did you work with Kane Brown?
1: Uh, a producer that I met and I was doing some vocal production for some other artists that he was working with. Um, Kane was working with him and he would come to the studio every day. And like he was like, I want this guy to vocal produce me. I like what he do. And we got in the studio and I started demoing records for him by singing them. And he would get in the booth and just put his thing on. And we just built, like, I mean, it's some records that no, the word I haven't heard yet. I mean, we did a good eight, nine records.
0: Yeah, they he just sitting on right now. Yeah, they just yeah. sitting there.
1: They jamming too.
0: I've heard about people, and I, I talked to John Mayer about this, where people can see colors when they hear music. And even John Mayer said he wasn't so advanced, and he's very advanced musically. But he's like, I don't, I, I can't see colors. Like I don't have that. But do you have that, where you can hear colors, see colors from music? Like a certain note? Yeah, definitely. I see them, colors and shapes. Talk to me about that for a second. How does that work? I don't know how it works, but... Like if you hear like a a G, is that a color to you?
1: Uh, I mean, it's the the melodies that paint the pictures for me.
0: And can you memorize the colors?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know what, what each color makes me feel um and then at points it's so sporadic that i see colors i don't think about the process and but i just go with the art that is presented at the time and is that where the ear came from you're in the ear the ear the ability to listen down one time to a record and tell you
0: exactly what is missing and they trusted you to listen one time and go this is what i feel and you had so much success, they were like, let's hire the ear. Hey, you know, uh, they kind of just put their name
1: on there after doing it so much and being known to
0: listen to records and tell
1: you how to take them to the next level. It kind
0: of came. Uh, the get-up, whenever that 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 you kind of stumble into a smash, because no one ever picks a smash. No one ever goes, this is for sure going to be a smash. Any smash I've ever talked to, anybody's like, well... I remember thinking about it. We recorded it. You kind of don't know. You know, it starts to pick up, and you're like, holy crap, can't believe the traction it's getting. So the infancy of the get-up, let's, let's start back. Did you go, I think I'm going to do a song where everybody dances, or did it just kind of come in phases? Um,
1: I did a song, and I said, people going to love this record. It's going to bring a lot of smiles to people, faces. It feels like a 2019, 2020, can break your heart to me. It can be next level. And I just remember telling myself, "This is special." I put out a one-minute clip in April on TikTok,
0: or on, just on, on, on another platform. Yeah,
1: not even on YouTube. Um, and five million views first week, and then. The guys from TikTok.
0: What before we get to take it? What what clip did you put up though? That was one uh, minute. Dan- me dancing in front of the door. Okay, so it was uh visual and audio. It was yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's you dancing the dance. Was it like the hook or do you yeah, remember what part hook. of the verse? Okay, so gonna do the two that this part here. Yeah, and you're doing the dance. Yeah. in front of a door.
1: Yeah. in the house. Yeah, with some basketball shorts on, a western black shirt, a, um a cap. And some church socks. <laughs> I was just really messing around um, with the dance and said, I want to record it because the floor kind of feels slippery, real groovy. Had I already came up with the dance, but I did the dance and sent it to Zach Katz, John Loeb and my homie Jasper Cameron and my brother. And they were just like, man, this is out of here.
0: Were you surprised to see that many people watch that video that first week? Yeah, I was shocked. You're just like, what? There are a lot of videos. How come mine's getting $5 It blew up on um, this
1: guy named DJ Big Shocker page first. And he started hitting me, like, embossing me, keeping me updated, like, on, like, what it was actually doing, the impressions and everything on it. He was like, man, this is crazy. I never had anything like this many views and this demand on my page. And then other people started posting my video on their page. And it started getting one million, two million, three million views. And by then, I mean before I realized
0: it was on TikTok, it had already had like close to sixty million views. So it goes over to TikTok. Was the first big TikTok video where that kid puts his arms out like this? He does like that. Is that the was that the first really big one? Uh, it probably, been the, it probably it been
1: the first really big one that everybody know of. But by the time he did it, it already had like. So many million views. Um, This guy named Ajani saw my video and did a dance on TikTok, and that was was actually, it. Your dance? Uh uh-uh. uh. He did his own version. He did his own thing, and that's the version that Harvey did. That got popular with the arms out. Yeah. Who you later put in your video? Yep. When you and did... Ajani is in my video too. Oh yeah. They at in at the field. I got a little
0: a little runny nose. I I'll got... take it. Run it. We're good that when you travel and listen when you travel all the time that happens Yep. you gotta you wash I I wash my hands all the time like I'm obsessed with hand washing because I'm on the road so much that I start like my hands are raw from all the washing that I do
1: man you gotta keep that lotion too
0: yeah I'm just not a lotioner (laughs) I, (laughs) I don't even think I own lotion like anywhere in my house do I have lotion I think when I was like 11. The last thing I want to do is look back up and then my face look like, uh uh-uh. You got a big booger in your nose right on it? Boop, we good. You got All right, we back. <laughs> so t- it's blowing up on TikTok. And it's only TikTok 60 seconds, 15 seconds, two versions. Which, which one which was blowing up for you, 15 or 60 seconds on TikTok? 15. Okay, so they're doing 15 second clubs of TikTok. And this is the, the infancy pump. of TikTok. Where, unless you're like 14, you don't even have TikTok. Yeah, but that ain't true. Well, wow, listen, I'm on it now. It's uncomfortably a lot of 14-year-olds. I'm be honest with you. I post stuff on TikTok. It's my favorite platform, by the way, because there's so much funny content. But these 14-year-old <clears throat> girls get in there and start dancing and shaking their butt. And I'm like, next. It's like all, all kids. Okay, most. <laughs> most. Hey, I don't know. What, there's a lot of 14 year olds on TikTok. I don't know what section you be in. No, <laughs> <not with me. laughs> Listen, then they that for you section. They keep sending me those videos. I don't know what it says about that. <laughs> I, hey man, when I go on TikTok, it's not okay Let me pull up my TikTok. Right Let's just see what happens. And let me let me pull up mine. Okay, and I'm gonna show you what All right. happens. So my, I'll pull up mine first. How old is this girl right here? Every bit of 15. Yeah. First one that pops I don't follow her. And so she... Look what I get. You got an old man. He has like Gandalf the Great. I have like a 15-year-old girl. All right, let me swipe another one. I'll go my turn. Swipe. This is a... How old is this boy here? He's probably... 16? Every bit of 16. Okay. You swipe yours up now. Let's see what you get. Another adult. I mean, like he's like 25. He like, yeah. All right. My phone does not... I don't like the algorithm that my TikTok is giving me. Oh. Everybody, that Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith's funny on TikTok. Look at this. How old is this girl? Next one up on mine. She about 17, 18. Yeah. Well, I don't like what mine's showing me. I need to have a talk. <laughs> my TikTok's all... I never see... um
1: 13, 14 on mine. I don't like them.
0: I don't know why they keep giving them to me.
1: Yeah, it's the algorithm thing, probably.
0: But <laughs> maybe you got special TikToks that you.
1: No, nah, I ain't got no special TikTok. You know, TikTok. Oh, TikTok. TikTok.
0: <laughs> so so it, it does the thing. It does its thing at TikTok. and that world, it blows up. That took it to the
1: next level because so many people are on the platform and. It's just one click,
0: you know. You yeah, swipe, swipe, swipe. Keep going. And, it, and, and a lot of people were doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, over 3 point some million people have done the dance. Just on that platform alone.
0: But across every platform, is yeah. I was reading, and you don't have to comment on this, that you have made somewhere from a, about a million dollars in YouTube and... TikTok oh, money, money from people that play in your videos. About a million dollars. Yeah, I'm just saying anything. I'm just saying that out loud. That's just what it says. <laughs> Estimated earnings from YouTube channel alone ranges around $1 million. Hey, look at that. Good on you. I was reading the YouTube comments. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying anything back. I'm, I'm just saying that out loud. Said, good on you. Good on you. Uh, I don't know if you ever read the YouTube comments. I tend to not, but that your number one comment is actually super positive. This from a guy named Jonathan Baker. He says, this is so refreshing to see a dance video without half naked women and instead of a dude in a trailer park wearing jeans. Epic. You're the man. So rare that a top YouTube comment will be positive, and yours is. And I, yeah. I, I was drawn to it because in the the video where you're teaching it, which is why I watch it first, you're standing outside. Is it your is it your friend's like a, a trailer park you guys live by? Or? Oh yeah, he stayed right he
1: used to stay right beside it. And his name, Caviar, he did like this picture right here. Mm-hmm. Um he did the get up. Cover, I mean, that was that was like another thing that wasn't going to be a cover. We was standing in the same trailer park, and I took a picture on the steps, and I looked down like this. He said, make that face again. I said, you got it? I did like two shots with the sky behind me. It became the cover. Um, I went back to his house. We was hoping doing some stuff. I said, hey, man, I want to shoot a vertical video in front of that trailer. It was an abandoned trailer. And um, he said, cool. So we went down there. It was kind of sprinkling outside, light sprinkling. We pulled out a little generator. Shot, did two passes. Just put those two passes together
0: and uploaded. And then boom, again. At that point, so many of, so much of the content and this the, the song is blowing up that you have to go, there's something here. Like yeah. it can't blow up this many times. And get this, it's not luck after the third time it blows up. And you have to go, all right, there's something here. It was organic, no
1: money behind it, no radio um, behind it. It was straight consumers, people going, clicking on the song, listening to it. I mean, like, 20 million plus views on that trailer part before then. I think it's like 50-something now, 40-something. It's never actually in the song, the the words to get up. Never. I dedicated the title to my grandmother. She used come early in the morning. She locked the Vaseline on me and my sibling face, my cousin, everybody that was in the house in a loving manner, though, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> and and say, get up. That just meant being vertical with the world, finding purpose, finding joy, finding happiness. Um, you couldn't do that laying down. And she meant that, both grandmothers.
0: Was there ever a title of the song before they get up? Like, yep. Was there a working title? Yeah, I um, I actually look. Let back me at guess. It. Let me guess. Cowboy Boogie. Nope. Okay. Two. St- no, I can't be two-step because. Do 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 ho, down. ho down. It had
1: nothing to do with the song. Oh, well, i I'd have been. Here I ain't I named the title of the session "God's
0: Gift," and that was going to be the the working name of the song.
1: Yeah, that was never the name of the song. It was just when I created it, it felt like this was God's gift to me. And that's the original title of the session. I have it I have it
0: on my laptop like right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the get up starts to blow up and what what's like the big first crazy call you got where it's like, Wow, I get to go do this now? Oh,
1: the CMA Fest. I dreamt of performing there the year before. A lot of people didn't even know it, but I had already done my deal with Broken Bowl Records and BMG a year prior to me putting out a one-minute video clip. So the get-up
0: didn't get you a deal. You had already signed, talked, worked out a deal with the record. I didn't know that. Yep, I signed the deal uh 2018
1: in uh May or June. And the get-up, I wrote September two thousand eighteen.
0: When you sent it off to John Loba, for example, what's his response back? It was like, Man, this right here is impressive. That is strong. <laughs> you know, John, that's yeah. his words. That is strong. <laughs> and, and then you go out and you have to you do radio tour. Yep. We set is... up the
1: radio tour two and a half, three months after the song had already been out. It had already done what it was doing. And then um, Decided to take it to the
0: radio. Well, you have, and you have pop stations playing you. You have country stations playing you a little bit. Did, were they like, we, we kind of don't know what to do with it, so we're going to let everybody go with it? Like, what was the plan?
1: Oh, I, don't, I really don't even know. I think, uh, I really don't know. I, grandma always taught me. And my mama. See, I don't say my mama a lot, but she taught me a whole bunch. I'm used to saying my grandmother, but... Look, if you don't know what to say, just don't say nothing. Cause I don't know the process of that. Um, When they decided to pitch it to the radio, I just went on the radio tour, and I told them that I wanted to go on a radio tour, and I wanted to be in the people's faces and get to meet them and greet them, and and that was like priority to me to go on the radio tour. So John said, "Let's make it happen."
0: Where's the weirdest place you did the dance? Not even a radio tour, just in general, because you've done it. I, I see, like on local news. I see you at zoos. Well, yeah, I just did it yesterday at the uh,
1: the the World Series game, during the ninth inning, and somebody was getting struck out. I was just in the middle of the aisle doing the dance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> coolest coolest celebrity you've seen do the dance?
1: I mean, it's a it's a lot of people. Name one. I can't even. Don't start with
0: Monica again. No. I can't even. One celebrity you've seen do the dance. I ain't seen her do the dance. No, but one name one celebrity you've seen do the dance. So it's pretty cool. Man, it's,
1: it's the one of the one of the ones that took me out was Howie. Howie.
0: Who's Howie? You don't know Howie. Howie Howard the Duck. Howie from Backstreet Boys. Howie. Who's Howie? I'm, I'm gonna let you figure it out.
1: Who took you out? I'm saying that that made me like laugh Mike, weird. do you know who
0: Howie is uh Howie Mandel Howie Mandel, okay, okay, wait, it' been my fourth Howie pick. you just said howie like <laughs> I, don't, I don't look
1: he got it the first one. <laughs> I was just like i'm a, i'm a, I'm gonna play a little game and let you guess this one since you don't want me to say Monica again. go
0: ahead it was howie, howie. okay um you you've been all over the world, language barriers with the song, weird or no uh. I haven't had any issues there. I I see
1: people just enjoying it,
0: laughing, enjoying themselves. And funny accents. Gonna do the two step and call I'm trying to think if it, you know what? Let me let me do something right quick while we But as you look it up, I'm gonna do something here. So the album's called Honey Suck on Lightning Bugs. Uh, obviously to get up. Here's some of Georgia Power right here. Yeah. Take
1: my soul. In a
0: little bit of Tennessee whiskey. And here is a little bit of Temporary Insanity from the record. You look up when this one plays. You love this one?
1: Man, I'm going to tell you, like, that was one of those records, like, the get-up. I wrote it right before I was done with my album. I'm actually playing a good turn on that, too. I played in these keys. And I tuned it a certain way to make sure it had that dark texture so I didn't tune it in like, you know, the, the regular standard tuning. Um, and it has a dullness about it. It felt magical
0: to me. me Here's some more of this. Turn this up, Mike.
1: Everything and anything broke me and took it away. And you feel my pain out of this one and that was me talking to myself how many times you take
0: to sing this one down I, chose to play. I mean I sung it like two times through <laughs> <So> <laughs> kidding me you know and I know you're <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the first experience so we have met at the house you came over and then I said, hey, you should come up and do the show and play. And I figured you'd be good. And we were in a temporary studio because we are building a new studio and everything was kind of a mess. And you walked in and you had uh, the guys from Parmalee. Parmalee. Matt came in with yeah. you from Parmalee. That's right. And you started singing. And I was like, oh, my. You may, you." and again, I don't have a system, but you may be, if not the, one of the best singers to ever be in the studio. Just sing, straightforward. I was blown away. Thank you. And I don't throw out compliments like that very often unless I mean it. And again, I don't have a full ranking system, but you may be the best singer I've ever had in that room, and we have a lot of great singers in that room. It's a blessing. My eyeballs were so big, I was like, oh, this is it right here. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Man, that comes from
1: trying to be heard for so long, going through the hurt, not being accepted. Uh, wanting to never fit in, but stand out, and
0: you can just hear the pain in my voice. When you started, I was born by the real... I was like, oh, as soon as you started, <laughs> and you left, and we were all like, well, nobody needs to come in the next couple of days because they can't do that. Like, you got to start the concert over. You got to have a new show. <laughs> no one needs to follow that. Are people surprised when you? Because you're that. The get-up is such a dance song. Are then, they surprised when you just blow the place off with your vocals? Yeah, I mean, you know, you go from to the
1: left, to the left now, to the right, to the right. It's different from belting. You know what I'm saying? The get-up served the purpose for what it is and what it for, forever will be. Um, the get-up is like you hear it and you see this house. When you dig into like the album, you're in the house now. You see how I decorated everything. You get to enjoy the furnishing. What handles did he choose? How did his uh, kitchen come together? Why is there marble in the middle? You know what I'm saying? Why is there this?
0: It kind of it paint the picture. Honey on lightning bugs is the album. You've got ten songs. You're a writer on all the songs. As important to you.
1: Uh, To be a writer? Yeah. Um, If somebody give me a record that just touches my heart, then I'll definitely cut it. And uh, I have a couple that I've cut that I'll probably go on the second album.
0: You already working on the second album?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I, I chose 10 records for this album from like
0: an 80-song catalog of straight trailers rap. And the rest of your life, you will be doing The Get Up. And you're good with that? I'm good with that. The last movie you saw in theaters? Man, I can't it's been even, a while. Yeah. I ain't been in a minute. Last concert you bought tickets for? Um, that I personally bought? Yeah. That they didn't give you?
1: Mumford and Sons?
0: Where? L.A. One, one more question. What superstition do you believe is true? Will you walk under a ladder? Oh uh, no, I don't believe in that. Okay, so you'll walk under a ladder. I will too. I don't believe in that. Will you break a mirror? Someone said here's ten bucks. Break that mirror. Yeah, I break it. All right. If a black Give me them cat 10. walks in Give me front them of 10. you, I need them ten, buddy. <laughs> I'm not a superstition guy either. Well, listen, it's it, it's uh, it's a really interesting story. I'm glad that we could we could talk about it, and share it a little bit. I appreciate that. Thank you for your, for everything. Yeah, no, I just like I'm such a time. fan. Such a fan. And hope everybody listen to this. Check the honeysuckle and lightning bugs. I'm going to go back and re-listen to Temporary Insanity. Because I see, like, that's your favorite, like that. Not your, But that's something you're really proud of. Like, I want to go spend more. Because I listened to the record a couple times. Really like it. I mean, the first line,
1: like, I never meant to break your broken heart. These lonely nights keep me staying awake, hoping that my phone would ring. All my life, I've been chasing charts. Never felt like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's getting into the, the depth of things. Because now, it's all reversed. Now that I'm doing my own music, I could care less about looking at the charts every week, blood pressure going up and down. I just want to make music that's purposeful, that people can relate to, that people can feel. And I'm not looking for one big old combustion, one big boom. I want people to go along a journey and ride with me and get to know and grow with me. I'm 34. I'm not trying to fast forward with nothing. It's still the same process. I'm doing everything one step at a time, as if the
0: get-up don't exist. It's just
1: a blessing to be here.
0: I saw the Tim McGraw story, too, in the tweet. You and Tim did Don't Take the Girl? Yes, that was like a dream. So how did that come together?
1: That I never knew could happen. Um, We had a show in Australia together, and uh, John told me that he wanted to meet me. He said, hey... Don't get your hopes up. I don't know what's going to happen when you meet him. Or he may get too busy. I say, but y'all will be in the same place at the same time. So it more than likely will happen. I walked in the room. One of the nicest guys I ever met. Uh, they had a guitar and some keys. I said, oh, it's about to go down. I went to sweating. <laughs> And he was like, you know the song, right? I said, of course. And I said, I got one fact for you that you probably ain't thought about. Johnny would be 33 today. His son would be 10. In the song, they had him at 23. And when Johnny was 8, I was 9. So I know Johnny's age, you know what I'm saying? He was just like, (laughs)
0: that's a good one. (laughs) We sang the song. Where would you sing the song? Uh, in the green room. And so that record, I'll play it right here. So this, this Don't Take the Girl, you and Tim. You guys are just playing in the green room here? this yep.
1: How cool was
0: that? It was like,
1: surreal. I mean, I still look back at the video and like, this really happened. It's, I mean, it ain't a moment that can make up for that. It
0: that has its own shelf, its own bookmark. And you get to play the opera. Your debut on November 19th. What are you going to do? I'm going to go in there and give it my all. Do you know what you're going to sing yet? Yeah. You don't want to
1: Huh? I mean, I'm, I mean, you're definitely going to hear Temporary Insanity. Yeah. You're going to hear The Get Up. Yeah. You're going to hear Georgia Power,
0: Ten Whiskey. You know, might have another one up my right. sleep. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I appreciate the time. Yeah, there is check it out the record "Honeysuckle" on Lightning Bugs Blanco Brown, and on Instagram at Blanco Brown. And if you do the dance, you tag him. He'll probably post it. Definitely. Love it. You're always watching. Always watching the stories. And I'm working on some secret things. Well, that does nothing for me. You're rolling your hands. You <laughs> know right. I don't know what a secret thing is, but some some great things coming. All right. Just remember, you heard it. We heard that you're working <laughs> on a secret thing. Yeah. Guess what? I also <laughs> am working on a couple secret things, but I will give you nothing else. It doesn't feel good, does it? When someone holds a secret <laughs> <plan>. <laughs> All right. That's it. Episode 209 with Blanco Brown. Uh, ch- hey, check out the whole record. Just spend a few minutes with it. All right. Good to see you. Thank you. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.